0: All right, everybody, welcome on into to the 18th episode of the Wasatch Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, CJ Dieters. Today we'll be doing a short little recap of what's happened since we last talked in free agency. Uh, moves are starting to slow down, just about everybody's been signed so far. Um, from here on out, you'll mostly see just minimum deals happening. Um, but we'll go ahead and do a quick recap, and then I'm going to do uh, a little 5-10 to 10 minute rant. Not even a rant, this one's more just an idea I have. And kind of like the shortened season, shorter episode. So this episode all together with the recap and with the, my idea will probably be le- less than 20 minutes. Um, so let's get right on into it. Tyus Jones has agreed to a deal with the Grizzlies for 3 years, $24 million. Um, the Timberwolves will not match this contract, so the Grizzlies are getting a guy that's going to immediately fight for the backup point guard position. Um, it'll be interesting to see if him and John Morant could play together, or if they'll use Tyus Jones primarily as a backup. Marcus Morris has re- has agreed to a two-year, $20 million deal with the Spurs, but news has come out that he's actually considering a deal with the the Knicks instead. So he has actually not signed this contract yet, um, but it looks like so far he's going to be a spur, which is a good signing for them. Um, he's a guy that can immediately, you know, come in, start at the three or the four. Um, but to make this, to make uh, some of their deals happen, uh, they had to lose Davis Bertans to free up money. So he is going to the Wizards. And with what the Wizards have on their roster right now, he could immediately be their starting power forward, which would be a good position for him there. Avery Bradley has signed with the Lakers on a two year, nine million dollar deal. Um this is just a deal that will give give the Lakers some more depth at the guard position. He's still a really good defender. He's not one of the better defenders in the league anymore, but he's still a real he's still a good one. And his three point shooting, I mean, it's hit or miss. I mean, he's had years where he's a really good three-point shooter, and he's had years where he's, <clears throat> you know, just average. But good pickup for the Lakers at the price. Um, <clears throat> the Nuggets have picked up Jeremy Grant from the Thunder. Uh, the Thunder needed to clear salary cap space, and the Nuggets still have trade exceptions that they got from trading Farid away this last summer. Um, so they, they're just absorbing him into that. The Thunder will also get a 2020 uh, first-round lottery-protected pick. For the Nuggets, though, this is an awesome pickup. Jeremy Grant, um, he can immediately fight with Paul Millsap for that starting power forward position. He's long. He can play the three, the four, or the five. Um, His shooting's getting better. His rebounding's getting better. His defense is amazing. Great pickup for the Nuggets. The Timberwolves have picked up Tyrone Wallace off of waivers. Um, he was waived by the Clippers to make a roster space for Kawhi and Paul George to come in. Um, <clears throat> you know he, he he's a guy, he's on a minimum deal, he's probably worth that. He'll be their third point guard. He'll maybe get in every now and then, but more of a, you know, garbage time type guy, but he's still young, he can still develop. Um, the Warriors have made a trade to open up some salary cap space, but they've also picked up a pretty good player in the deal. They've sent Damian Jones to the Hawks, and have got back Amari Spellman. Um, now, Damian Jones is a guy that can go and fight with uh, Alex Len there in Atlanta for the starting center position. Now Amari Spellman, a lo- when he got drafted, a lot of people were comparing him to Draymond Green. So... If he actually can develop, the Warriors could let Draymond Green go. And a deal I've talked about quite a bit, and I'm probably going to just keep mentioning it because I want to speak it into existence, is uh, sending Draymond Green to the Magic and getting Aaron Gordon back. I think it would be a great deal for the Warriors, and again, I hope they do it. I'm going to keep trying to speak it into existence. The Warriors have also picked up Alec Burks on a one-year minimum deal. Burks had originally signed with the Thunder, um, but after they traded Paul George away, he decided that he wanted to go to a team that was looking to compete. And so he's actually going to the Warriors now. The Hawks have picked up Jabari Parker on a two-year $13 million deal. Um, I mean, it's a good deal for, for both sides. Jabari's getting decent money. I mean, it's not the $20 million he signed for last year, but he's getting good money there and the Hawks are getting a guy that's still really young, knows how to put the ball in the basket, and he can either start at the four for them, or he can be... Well, actually, they've got John Collins there, so maybe he could start at the three, but I'd imagine they bring him off the bench as a six-man, let him handle the offense when Trey Young is off the court. The Clippers have brought back Jermichael Green on a two-year, $10 million deal. This gives them a guy that can play the four or the five. Um, his three-point shooting's getting better. He's a really good defender, especially down in the post when he's guarding centers. So a good pickup uh, for them there. Uh, they're just trying to fill out their roster now. The Magic have brought back Kim Birch on a really good deal. Two years, $3 million deal. Uh, there was times this last year where Kim was a starting center when Vucevic got hurt for a little bit. And he looked better than Mo Bamba for most of the season. So at... You know, $1.5 per year, that's a really good deal for the Magic. The Mavericks have picked up DeLon Wright from... They signed him from the Grizzlies, The Griz—they uh, so they did a sign-in trade. Um, basically, the Mavericks just sent back the rights to a European player and I think a, dra- a second-round draft pick. But it was mostly just to make sure that the Grizzlies wouldn't match. But he, uh, DeLon Wright has signed with the Ma- the Mavericks for three years, $29 million. Um I think he could probably start with Donchitz being your main ball handler on the offense. DeLon Wright can just go out there and be a uh, a defensive specialist for them. And then finally, the Raptors have signed Patrick McCaw back on a two-year... Um, terms of the deal haven't come out yet, but I'm just going to say it's a minimum deal. Um with uh, Kawhi Leonard leaving, Patrick McCall will get the opportunity to earn more minutes, but I don't see him getting like a starting role with them. So with that, we're pretty much up to date with everything that's happened in free agency so far. So I want to tell you guys about my idea. This, this is an idea that I think would help fix free agency, make it easier for the teams, make it easier for the players. Um but I can't decide whether it's a ridiculous idea or if it's really good. I keep flip-flopping. Um so I'm going to let you, I'm going to tell you it. I've thought about it a ton. And you know, let me know what you think about it. Um so my idea is instead of all these players being all over the country, some of them in different in uh different uh countries even while they're doing their free agency uh recruit recruitment. Um my idea is to put them all in one one place, put everybody in one place for the whole moratorium, so that teams can make their pitch and deals can get done faster. So my idea is you'd probably set it up in Los Angeles or you know, San Diego, wherever you want to set it up, and rent out an entire one of these five star hotels. I don't I don't know five star hotels, so like the four seasons, stuff like that. Um, So get one of those. And my idea would be you put anybody that's involved in the league office, um, so the commissioner, anybody that's, all their lawyers, all that kind of stuff, they would have a floor. You put agents on a floor. You put all the players scattered throughout the hotel. And you put all the different teams' uh, representation scattered throughout all the hotel. And then... What you do is set up a, a meeting with, with these players in hour-long slots um, so the teams could go to the players' room, have their meeting with them, and then you have an hour off. So the teams can go back, they can think about what they're going to do next, who they're going to talk to next, and the players can you know get with their representation, think about the offer. Or they can, you know, they're in a five star hotel. Go relax at the pool, whatever they want to do. And you do this for most of the day. So, I'm thinking like you know nine nine a.m. to five p.m. So you have four meetings that you can do a day. Um, and then at the end of the day, you know about you know five thirty six o'clock. Once the the deals are over with that's when the the press would be allowed in. So you have, you know, one of these big conference rooms that you have in these big hotels. Everybody would go in there. The press would do their interviews then. And so that way, you know, these players aren't getting, you know, bombarded by the press all the time. All these team officials aren't constantly having to answer the phone for Woj and Shams and all these people. They have their time at the end of the day. Um you know, and, and with this, you know, the, the moratorium lasts from the 30th to the 6th. I mean, you could sign within the first five minutes and just kind of hang out, you know, hang out at this hotel, uh, you know, maybe take your wife or your, your significant significant other or whatever, hang out at the pool, um, hang out in the city, um, all compliments of the of the league. Which, if you think about it, this would actually save the league a lot of money. I know it, it would cost a lot of money to rent out one of these these hotels for a week. <clears throat> but when you think about all the man man hours they have to do around the league office just to get communication right and all that with the way they do it now, I think it would save money. It would make it easier on the press. It would make it easier on the players. Easier on, on all the agents. Make it easier on... Uh, all the different teams and representatives. Like, if you think about it, there's, you know, if you want to pitch to Kevin Durant, you've got to fly some guys over to New York to go talk to him. But then you also want to talk to some player that's set up in Texas. So you send people there, you know. And instead, you could just have them all in one place and meet with them all there. Um, so yeah, that's, that's basically my idea. Um... Still, I can't decide whether it's a good idea or if it's just completely ridiculous. So, um, again, you can message me on Instagram at at wasatchbasketballpod. Or you can email me at wasatchbasketballpod at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you think about it. Um, Any ideas you have to possibly make free agency easier. Um, So, yeah. With that, we'll go ahead and end this episode. Bye! (laughs) All right, so the podcasts I want to promote today—I've um, talked about them before on the on the podcast—but that's the Dunk Don podcast. It's hosted by Nate Duncan and Danny Larue. Now these guys—they really get into the nuts and bolts of the league. They they know everything about the salary cap and all the exceptions, and they get really nerdy with it. Which you know if you're if you're like me that that's just awesome. I I love hearing all the different numbers. Um, and hearing exactly all the details of what goes into all this. Um, so yeah, if you're looking for another basketball podcast, check out the dunked on podcasts. Yeah.